You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. All right. What's up, Mike? What's up, Derek? First episode. What's going on? We're trying to figure it all out. Dude, it was hard trying to figure this all out. Yeah, there's a lot of moving parts. Between just, one, getting the actual equipment Yep. from Amazon, because we didn't know what we were doing, <laughs> from the next point of us just trying to get it connected to our internet and yeah. the computer. Yeah. It was just a roller coaster, because we started off with one platform and then went to another one. One, one computer to another computer. Dude, yeah, it was a mess. People think it's really easy just talking to a microphone, all of a sudden you're trending on YouTube and everything else. You're it's not. definitely not the case. Yeah, you're not. Because I'm stressing. It was a very, very difficult process trying to get this all up and ready to go. But look at here we are. Well, here we are. So this is the Buffalo Happy Hour Podcast. Uh, my name is Derek. And my name is Mike, who was just drinking water. And it was amazing. They can check it out on the YouTube and see that you were just drinking water instead of answering me. That's right. Exactly. (laughs) So really what we wanted to do here is we wanted to start a podcast with two good friends that met in college just to, one, bullshit, because we haven't really had the chance to sit down and talk to each other quite a bit. Um, So we wanted to get this all started just so we can do that and catch up with each other. But also, we're pretty big whiskey fans, so what we wanted to do also was take some of a different whiskey from around the Buffalo area and rate it. So that's going to kind of be our theme going forward. For sure. And it's also where we got our name of Buffalo Happy Hour Podcast. Obviously, we're trying to tie in the Buffalo theme with Bill's Mafia and the Buffalo Bill's fans, and they like to party and drink because we offer ESPN analysts and interviewers a jello shot at 10.30 in the morning on live TV. But we also just like to have a good time. 
Um, but also the with New York State passing different laws and the big push in craft and IPAs in general, uh, the beer scene has blown up in our city mm-hmm. with different breweries. So it's just crazy to think that now all of a sudden there's a whole new market. And for guys like us that just like to hang out and have a beer after a long day of work, right. it's now switching to whiskey, and it's it's great. Yeah, I mean, that's a really good point because the beer market has exploded. We all know that, like you said. But the thing is is that everybody's now into the, the beer and the IPAs and the different types of beers. But not many people are getting into the whiskey market, which is interesting. And with us being huge whiskey fans, it's an open opportunity for us, right? For sure. Yeah, so. we got to start somewhere. Right. <clears throat> all right, so kind of getting into why we're doing this and who we are. So like I said, my name's Derek and that's Mike and we're college friends. So we initially met the first year of college and we just hit it off, man. Just best friends from the start, right? That's right. We we basically came up with a way of I'm setting a timer, which is why I'm trying to figure out the the whole uh still new here. The whole thing. Still new. <laughs> but yeah, we got it's fine. I've only had an iPhone for eons. Right. But the the big thing is we're um we have a lot of the same interests, likes, and obviously sense of humor. And then from there, going through college was an absolute riot. And that started our trend of coming up with different stories. It was like every time we hung out, something new happened that we would laugh at. And it should have been documented at the time. Right. Going back from 2011 to now. Dude, can you imagine if we had a podcast back in 2011 when we were in college? It would just, have been hysterical. Just the shit that, we were been, that we've been through, through college. Yeah. Just the teachers, the people that we met, the crazy laughs that we've heard. It's It would have been comical if we started something back then. Yeah, we should have. But we also didn't even know how. Right. Because we're just so naive to the world just trying to figure out how we're going to pass that ridiculous history of art exam yeah. that we never read the textbook <laughs> on. But it was well worth it. He but, would have given us an A-plus checkmark also because he was just... <laughs> out of this world anyway so even if we did not do well in that class we would have passed the a plus check mark we got it we got to get back into that because the people don't know yeah. but the professor had a different grading evaluation checklist than anyone else in the history of teaching yeah. so typically you would have an a b or c but he incorporated other symbols <laughs> to emphasize how good of a student you were on a test and it became a competition for us because right. I would get an A plus, check, check, and then you would come back with three checks. So then we started asking him why, and he told us, because one's just superior. <laughs> yeah, he didn't really have a consistent grading scale. One of them would be an A plus check mark. The other one would be an A check mark minus sign. It was just a mess. And yeah, you're right. We just asked him, what does this even mean? Me, I'm on too many pills to even tell you. Yeah. <laughs> He left half the semester and then came back, and we asked him where he was, and he basically went on a five-minute rant describing his house in a normal suburb, but he basically had a phone, a house phone, in every room, so that if the phone rang, he could answer it, because he never wanted to move. (laughs) He just wanted to sit in the same spot. Well, it explains why he was yelling at that kid in the wheelchair for taking up the elevator space when he wanted to use it. Now, you have to remember the times. You have to remember, this was 2011, so back in the day, you got away with stuff like that. We'll pull out the podium for him. He'll apologize on this podcast. (laughs) I'm sure he will. Sorry for everyone I offended. (laughs) I will resign effective immediately. (laughs) He 100% would. Yeah. But yeah, so the uh, so that's that's where we started, and that's where we came from. Yeah, and then incorporating Buffalo, we've we've been here our whole lives. Right. Um, and then we started working, 
and trying to figure that out. And then the first competition that we had was for a bike. Absolutely. I brought up that I wanted to own a motorcycle and then you're like, well, I just bought one a week ago <laughs> and then it was game on. So then we started getting into a race for the first house. Yeah. The first nice real car instead of a used one off Craigslist right. that we had to put more money into than actually just enjoy it. I bought this car, but I got to replace the clutch already. So <laughs> yeah. And then basically who had the most offensive bumper stickers yeah. through college. That was our other trend. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was, it was interesting for sure. But also something really to note, even though we were very competitive, it wasn't ever anything like I would need to beat you with this. It was just all fun. It was all fun. It, and it games. wasn't anything like that needed to happen or else we're not going to be friends anymore so right because we knew that we were we were both going to enjoy the same thing so it's just a race a friendly competition right. and you knew i was superior in everything so it doesn't really matter yeah okay <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about that but in addition to that i mean we also both wanted to go into policing when we first went to college so that's where we originally connected is because we both went to college for criminal justice and to do something within the police force yeah absolutely and then i joined the the Army National Guard, as yeah. the state likes to say, but yeah, I, I spent I spent some time in the army to to benefit that, and then it uh it basically transpired to either of neither of us got into it, right? Which was pretty interesting. Yeah, I mean, looking back on it, would you would you go back and would you take it a little bit more seriously? Because I know that, and I'll tell you what I think after, but I really don't think that I would change anything. I don't think no, I I wouldn't change anything now. Just based on quality of life, yeah. it's just, I mean, the, the the jobs and the careers that we have now, it's better hours. Right. It's better for raising a family, which is why I think we took it in the first place, mm-hmm. because we were planning long-term and not short-term. Sure. But it's been an interesting ride, to say the least, for when sure. you keep up with current events and then you keep up with what what else is going on with just our lives and then the, the people that we're with. Like, I know my fiance is super glad i'm not a cop just because of the hours oh yeah not even really anything else absolutely yeah no that's that's very true i remember back when i first got my current job and i was still looking for police jobs i was driving all over the place man from like from here all the way to vermont rhode island boston pennsylvania everywhere dude it was just insane because it was there's just so much competition and yes there's good benefits but at the time, it just didn't outweigh what I currently have, which this isn't a shot on police officers at all, but it's a it's a tough job to get into, and it's not necessarily the best benefits that you could potentially want. So it was just, at the time, it didn't suit me, and if I had to go back, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't change anything. Yeah, I wouldn't change anything. I am. For sure. It's just but, an interesting dynamic to, right. to think about the past. I mean, anybody can do it. Like, if they had something that they wanted to be growing up, whatever it was, and then for some reason they didn't do it, looking back and reflecting on that it just it's pretty interesting to think about yeah even though i joked that i was better at everything that's definitely one thing you'd be better at me i clearly let myself go since then and you're just still in the army killing it so you definitely would have passed that physical with flying colors and i would be dead on the ground somewhere (laughs) trying to do two push-ups can of corn (laughs) can of corn i'll be fine (laughs) you better not cut me (laughs) i remember one time when i went to i won't name the police force but i went to go take a test and normally i mean the buffalo area police forces were relatively i don't want to say easy but they were friendly because they wanted you to join uh, especially some of the that like when you would go take the sheriff's test or something everyone was nice it, there wasn't any any sheriffs there it was just like 
people giving you a test and say, here, take this. When I went to a police, uh, take a police test out of state, I remember a, I was looking off to the left to see this door opening and a trooper came walking out of the door for a different state. And he goes, what are you looking at? I'm like, oh, sorry. <laughs> no kidding. It was just very, very intimidating for something that I wasn't necessarily prepared for. So I got the letter to go back to take another test. But at the time I was getting promoted at my current job. So I was like, I'll save it for another time. If this doesn't work out, I'll go back. But I'm good for right now. No kidding. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, it was it was pretty crazy. And then the guy in front of me didn't shave the night before. And actually, I didn't shave either the night before. But in the morning, I got up and I was like, I should probably shave. Because for some reason, I just had this feeling that someone was going to rip on me. So I took body lotion, I think it was. Because I forgot my shaving cream at home. But I brought my razor. So I put body lotion on my face and I shaved. I was good for the morning for the test. But man, I broke out after Oh, I that believe was it. not a good time. Yeah, I believe it. But the guy in front of me, the trooper went up to him and was like, oh, you already think that you're um, not on duty? And what do you think you're going to go undercover already? Get out of here. And just started ripping into the kid before he even took the test. It was insane, dude. Absolutely insane. It's all a mind game. Yeah, it is. You just got to sit there and laugh. It's just interesting how many people actually quit before they get started. Right. It's just, you just got to put up with it. Yeah. If you want it bad enough, you will. But. Yeah. And you got to learn at some point. That's right. just the way of doing it. It's paramilitary, as they like to say. Right. Yeah. And that's what that police force did claim themselves as being is they wanted to have a paramilitary type of training. So, yeah, I guess they passed that test, but I didn't. So <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm going to go home. I'm pretty sure my dog wants me right now. So I had to go home real quick. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <clears throat> so additionally, with this podcast, what we wanted to do, like we talked a little bit about is talking about whiskey. And because this is our favorite type of afternoon beverage, especially when we had a rough day, which Mike can either touch on his rough day or he doesn't have to touch on his rough day. But uh, we, we had some rough days recently. So our drink of choice is whiskey, uh, any type of whiskey, really. So what we wanted to do is take a different type of whiskey from a Buffalo or surrounding area distillery and rate it with different factors and give it ultimately like an end score and maybe even publish some sort of spreadsheet once we get enough actual tastings in our system to be able to provide people with some insight on what whiskey's best. For sure. And then we'll do one per episode mm-hmm. so people don't think that we're having 40 whiskeys in an hour. And then I just go on about my day like it's a normal Tuesday. Yeah, I'm falling asleep on the mic over here, <laughs> blabbering about who knows what. A plus check check <laughs> yeah. <of> whiskeys. <laughs> No, so, so yeah, we'll do one. So to christen the podcast, we chose one that pretty much suits almost everything about our sense of humor. Yeah, absolutely. So we got One Foot Cock and their bourbon whiskey. So One Foot Cock is the name of the Buffalo Distillery, and it's basically Buffalo Distilling Co. One Foot Cock bourbon whiskey. Mm-hmm. And... I've had it before. It's phenomenal. I went here for work, and we toured their facility. They're super nice people. Um, it's local guys that operated it, mm-hmm. started it, and then run it. So they do a really, really good job. Yeah, so, you were talking about like their actual facility, too, and how it's all natural and organic to the Buffalo area or something, too, right? Yeah, so they have a bar, obviously, inside, and the wood from oh, that... Oh, no way, they have a bar inside? Yeah, who knew? <laughs> so, so their bar is composed of wood which is from elmwood avenue Mm -hmm. 
they also have different panes of glass throughout the inside of their facility. And then that pane of glass was actually from the uh, reserve glass from the federal court building remodel that they oh, did. Oh, really? You didn't tell me that the first time. That's sick. Yeah, so they basically had excess glass left over. And whiskey goes a long way when you pay somebody. So they right. basically swapped glass for whiskeys, and the guys loved it that worked on the job site. So it's actually bulletproof double-pane glass inside of the facility, which is really cool because it's used at the uh, the courthouse the federal courthouse downtown. Interesting. Yeah. And then they have blocks from blocks of concrete, uh, from, and stone from other projects that were going down on Elmwood because Elmwood Ave is basically like our, our strip in Vegas. It's like the main hub for all the restaurants, uh, local breweries, apartments, condos. It's like the, the in place to be. It's, mm-hmm. it's trending as the kids say. So as <laughs> the kids say, <laughs> We're a whopping 27 years old. That's right. We're super old. <laughs> Listen, my back feels like I'm 55. I just told my coworker today. He's like, pull up a chair. I'm like, no, it's fine. These 80-year-old needs need some work. <laughs> there you go. My knees are shot. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> Everything is shot. We're shot. Dude, we're <laughs> it's shot. fine. This is why we're doing a podcast. <laughs> That's right. And sitting down while doing it. <laughs> <laughs> so the... So yeah, the stones. I mean, you get it. It's all it's all local from Elwood, and then they incorporated it into their uh, their place of business. Mm-hmm. So you walk in, you try it, you like it, you buy it. It's cool. And based on New York State law, you're able to buy right at the distillery because it's considered an agricultural farm under state law. So you can't anywhere else. Correct. Really? There's like different restrictions and stuff based on what it's actually considered. I don't know all the specifics. I just know that because it's considered an agri- agricultural farm, you can buy the product where it's made. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Now, I know that recently New York, and just letting everybody know, we could be 100% wrong about everything we talk about. So if we are, please start a discussion in the comments. But <laughs> um, <clears throat> I know that too recently for New York State law that you have to sell food where you're serving alcohol. Which makes so, sense because they do that too. Yeah, I remember I went there for the first time uh, maybe a couple years ago, and they're like, "We got either tomato slices or a grilled cheese sandwich." I'm like, "Sweet!" And then when I just went there like a couple months ago, they had an extensive food selection. Yeah, nothing crazy, but your bar food, right? But yeah, the first time I went, it was just like you can have this slice of Elvita cheese, or I'm pretty sure I can find peanuts back there somewhere. No kidding. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty cool. But yeah, that, that place is awesome. The, the people who run it are so cool. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we thought that, especially since this is the one that we both had before, it would be a good one to start with for our, yeah. our tasting. Absolutely. So a little bit later in the episode, though, we will talk about our ratings and what we feel like we would rate this one out of or our already extensive palette of whiskeys so we can tell... The people listening kind of where to go for some whiskeys. So this will be the first one, but definitely more to come. For sure. So cheers, man. Cheers. This is exciting. Mm-hmm. And I also bought these awesome Glencairn glasses because you can't have whiskey without a Glencairn. Because the way that it's built, so... Here we go. This I know, is really. It. My extensive whiskey knowledge. Here we go. That's going to be all wrong. So <laughs> the bottom, you're supposed to hold it by the bottom. That way, one, you don't get smudges on the... The glass also because no one wants to see those fingerprints but also because if you are holding it from the bot from the actual base like here you're going to be heating up the whiskey which will have a different flavor got it so they constructed this glass where the bottom you can actually hold it from where it doesn't have any whiskey in it that way you're not altering the taste of the whiskey 
Well, shout out to them because yeah. these glasses are phenomenal. Seriously. And then also the glasses shaped like this, so the whiskey can sit in the rounded area below it, and then funnel up through the thinner snout or whatever you want to call it up top. That way, when you smell it, you're getting more of a direct smell of the whiskey going into your nose rather than if it's a wide glass, it'll be going around your face. So this is a little bit more direct, direct into yeah. the nose. Yeah. No kidding. I'm glad somebody's smart enough to think about all those aspects because me and my people. I would have thrown it in this glass. Yeah, right seriously. Here. This, I'm like, this is some good whiskey, dude. Some Did over, you smell this? Some oversized rocks glass <laughs> <laughs> that we filled with water. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So what's next on the list? What what do we want to what do we want to look at next from so, a whiskey perspective? From a whiskey perspective? Yeah, like what what is in a, another brew or distillery around here that we want to go to? And then we can touch on some other things, but I, I kinda wanna give a little segue into something next. What do what do we have on our plate? Well really haven't discussed too much <laughs> on where we want to go next. <laughs> solid we were um, so focused on setting this thing up and making yeah. sure that the microphone works yeah then we looked at step two for the podcast no that's true i think that one of them that we kind of discussed was black button i would like to try that one next i'm down um that one is rochester born though but again western new york and the surrounding areas we have an extensive distillery selection in buffalo but black button is definitely one of the ones that started in rochester came here and blew up so I think that that'd be a good one to taste after this, just to compare the two and see what we got. For sure. And we got to also make sure that we're transparent on the type of whiskey that's coming through, just so we can have a good comparison. Absolutely. So my Wi-Fi uh, has a dead battery, so it's going to keep beeping every, I think it's 30 minutes. So we'll see how annoying this gets. We'll have to do a shot every time that <laughs> the Wi-Fi battery goes off. Well, on. it happens. Now we got to take a sip. That's so. it. This one's very good, though. It doesn't sting going down. Not at all. We'll talk about it a little later. My bad. It's You're right, though. It is smooth, yeah, it which is smooth. what it should be. But, yeah. yeah, so we can dive into that. Yeah. So the the second whiskey's picked. The first whiskey's discussed. The first whiskey's location is discussed. Mm-hmm. Our background is discussed. And the other, other thing that we can go over are really what other topics that we talk about on the podcast Mm -hmm. instead of just whiskey and then our ridiculous inside jokes that people will start to get into. Yeah. It's going to take some time. It's going to take some time. There's going to be some rough patches for sure. It's fine. Probably episode 1200. You guys will get into it. Perfect. But whatever. We're (laughs) persistent. So you're either going to like us or not. That'll be the time that our golf game starts getting better too. Exactly. (laughs) So 1200, 1200 weeks from now. So so that's, that's a good segue into it. So he brought in golf into my life and made me feel like the most uncoordinated, (laughs) (laughs) zero confidence born beta male Mm -hmm. in the history of golfers. But here I am trying to figure it out, and I've only smashed my club once into the ground, and we had a good laugh. Yeah. We had a really good laugh, but it's it's interesting. The entire game is very difficult. Derek is way better at golf than I am. He also went to Canada for a golf lesson. Sure did. So... It's the best experience of my life. I'm sure it was, but the U.S. is definitely superior over oh, Canada. absolutely. Oh, God. There goes all of our Canada listeners. <laughs> yeah. Canadian listeners. <laughs> They're done. You, you couldn't even call them the correct... 
Oh, it's fine. They probably We're don't going speak. Downhill. Yeah, we'll bring they, up the podium next episode. They don't speak English. They speak Canadianese. So. Jesus. <laughs> no, it's fine. But yeah, so Derek actually taught me what I know about golf. Uh, my brother-in-law golfs. My future father-in-law golfs. I mean, it's just, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I figured it's a good hobby to get into since I'm getting out of the army in two months, which is also crazy to think about after eight years of being a government employee. But yeah, so it was, uh, it's a good hobby. It's fun. It's just extremely difficult because there's three aspects to the game. The, uh, your drive, your irons and your putting, Mm -hmm. and none of the three ever line up to equal a good game. Dude, that'll never happen. Don't, don't think that it's going to happen. It happens on TV. Yeah, for sure. I want, it, I want it to be like TV, where I can go out and golf and enjoy it because I think about it, and then the ball just does what my brain wants it to yeah. do. Like, what happened to you yesterday? You talked me through your shot, and you're like, yeah, I'll just bend it around this tree. <laughs> and then you do bend it around that tree, and I'm just staring at you, you grow up. If you think I can repeat that ever again, <laughs> you're 100% wrong. Probably. That was luck. I twisted my wrist in a way that I didn't think I could, and I just swung, dude. That'll never happen again. But we'll get there, yeah. which is also something that I do want to do every once in a while. We'll, we'll take the cameras out there and see if we can film ourselves just absolutely destroying the golf course. I don't think anybody's going to watch the podcast. They're probably just going to watch our golf outings. I mean, that's a market too, dude. <laughs> it we got to cover all of our bases. That's true. We're going to start taking piano lessons because I'm sure there's going to be some pianists <laughs> in the audience that want to watch us. I'm we'll actually into everything. that. Are Let's do it. Are yeah. You? I Okay. So here's here's my thing. My family grew up playing instruments. I did not. I grew up playing sports. However, there's one instrument that I've always loved, and it's the piano. And almost no one knows that. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah. See? Told you. Dude, how long we've been friends, and i never known that you want to rock on the piano? I do. I always wanted to rock on the piano. And it's interesting because my cousin is super good on the piano. Oh, okay. Like, he had gigs. He'd go out and play at bars, and his fingers like move in ways I didn't know possible. Like I didn't know your ligaments could stretch yeah. that way, but I was like, all right, I mean, if he can do it, then I can do it. Cause he had sausage fingers. Oh, okay. So, so I don't, I. you know, I just hit, have like meaty palms. Oh, yeah. Really? yeah. Yeah. I got, got freaking bear mitts, man. Yeah, These you do huge. bear mitts. Yeah, they're huge. <laughs> this glass looks so small in my tiny little hands. <laughs> I know. I'm surprised you got it where we can only touch a 16th of the glass. Yeah, I know. This is enough for my fingernail and the <laughs> thumbprint. That's it. <laughs> it's all you need. But yeah, the uh, the piano. The piano is my guilty pleasure. So have you ever like sat down and really tried to play? Yeah, really? I have years ago. I was probably early teens, and I was obsessed with it, and then I just stopped. Baseball took over at the time, and then I switched from baseball to football, and then that was it. I just started working out after that. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I used to, when I was younger, I tried to get into the guitar. Right. My, my dad played the bass really, really briefly. He wasn't very good. Um, Would have thrown one of the bus like that. <laughs> I mean, he knows it. <laughs> I remember I dropped the bass on my toe and it destroyed my toe. My big toe was broken for quite a while. But my, my uncle, yeah, I know. My uncle plays guitar and he's actually really good. And my other uncle is, uh, he plays the drums. And he actually was just, when The Who was in town, he was uh, playing with The Who, which was pretty sweet. What? Yeah, like the the backup, like the orchestra or whatever, but he was still playing with them, which is pretty awesome. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah, so my, my family's musically talented. I tried to get into guitar. I went to five, ten guitar lessons, played Stairway to Heaven, and I'm like, I got this from here, boss. I'll, I'll take off. Oh, yeah? Yeah, and then came home and never played it again. So <laughs> actually, I'm pretty sure my str- I tried to pick it up the other day. 
because I learned uh, a Death Cab song. And I tried to pick it up the other day, and my strings are all rusted, and everything's just falling apart on that guitar. So I'm like, well, just put it in the corner. It'll be fine. I never have to touch it again. It's okay. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Just put some lube on it. Yeah. <laughs> It'll work. Well, I, I want to, like, I've always wanted to get into acoustic guitar and play acoustic, because what I have upstairs is one of those, like, entry-level electric guitars. But the acoustic guitars, I mean, I don't want to spend the money when I can go golfing, dude. I know, seriously. Because clearly I'm better at golfing than I am at Which is guitar. interesting that we picked golf in Buffalo to be our sport, but here we are. Yeah. So golf one year in how are you feeling do you do you still like it yeah which is crazy because i'm way too competitive yeah. i figured i'd be better than this like where i'm at right now than i am but i'm not i'm just still trash <laughs> but it's fun it's it's interesting because what i always thought is you go out with buddies and it was just a booze fest mm-hmm. and then you realize that your friends don't always want to drink when they golf not that I'm an alcoholic, yeah, but it's, you're really it's because yourself sound like an alcoholic. Yeah, seriously. God damn, my friends don't want to drink at seven a.m. What's wrong with them? Yeah, come on. <laughs> so, which we do have to talk about that because of New York's law where you can't buy alcohol until eight a.m. Pretty much changed the game for all Bills fans on Sunday. Right. But anyways, the. But if you think about it, we can also drink until four a.m. That's so true. Our we bars do have don't like close a four-hour four. window where we can't drink alcohol, so we clearly got to buy it before four a.m. <laughs> yeah, because we we got to make sure we're stocked at all times. It's a lifestyle, mm-hmm. but yeah. So the golf in general as a game is a blast. I like going out, and then once I realized that you don't just go to drink, like you do compete against yourself, it changed everything. And then I was like, okay, now I can really really get behind it because i'm not a massive drinker i just like to have a whiskey after work but yeah i mean it it's fun to go out on a sunday morning you play nine or 18 and then you go home and watch football the the rest of the day like that's phenomenal yeah but you gotta the thing is for those that don't know if you golf on sunday and that's all you do you better believe you have to go to the driving range as a beginner at least once before you play 18 because Mm -hmm. there's no way you're going to stay in it unless you want to golf like a plus 150 right. with a handicap of 204 <laughs> like I do. Well, yeah, and we were on a kick for a while where we were golfing every Wednesday after work. You know then- why? I stopped looking at my credit card statement, <laughs> and then I realized, why is it $40 every time I golf at the minimum, but then it's also... 13 bucks to hit a bucket of balls that I go through in three and a half minutes because I'm a robot. Yeah, because you fly. I'm like, Mike, take your time a second. Take a couple practice swings. Get the mechanics out. Nah, man, I'm already done. It's like, what? I didn't even start yet. I'm drenched in sweat. Go home and shower after a driving range. Bro, did you see that? No, I'm taking practice swings, Mike. Literally treat it like a workout, and I can't help it. It's it's an actual issue. No, you, you definitely improved. And even when we went to... Alma Meadows just the other day. I mean, as soon as we really understood what you were doing wrong and we fixed it, you were hitting them much better. Yeah, I'm coachable. Yeah. You just had to say something before the first seven holes went away. Yeah, I know. That's true. Well, I liked watching you struggle. Yeah, I appreciate it. You're the type of person that'll get good really quick, and then I'll be sitting in the background still failing. So while you're bad, I got to keep knocking you down. So I got to wait for you to do seven holes absolutely terrible, shank them into the trees, and be like, all right, maybe I'll help now. 
Yeah, so I can <laughs> keep intact the last four <laughs> balls I have in my bag. Yeah, and also so you'll go with me next week. Because if you suck, you're going to be like, I don't want to go, man. Not at all. Here's a tip for the listeners. You don't get a friend smarter than you because he's always playing chess. Absolutely. And you're just trying to catch up. Love because playing chess. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> Unbelievable. So and, next week we're going to go back. Yeah. We're going to go back to Elementals again and we're going to beat our score. And this time we're going to take a scorecard. Yeah, None we did forget a scorecard. No scorecard crap. We already know what the score was, though. However, we did say that we were going to go somewhere else to make it faster. Oh, yeah, that's true. Because we're playing the Titans this week, and it's going to be a good game. Yeah. Because it's two really good defenses again, just like the Patriots. Right. So, yeah, just so for all of you listening, too, we are recording this a every Monday, but we're releasing a podcast on a Monday. So our schedule is going to be one week behind. So even though we were playing the Titans, we just played them, it would have been yesterday when this releases. Right. So we just got to be cognizant of that, too. Yeah. Maybe we'll get into a schedule where we're a little quicker uploading videos, but as of right now, we're going to slow down a little bit. Well, Bill Burr does the same thing. He has a Monday morning podcast. and Bill Burr, hashtag not a sponsor. Yeah. Hashtag not a sponsor. (laughs) I'm obsessed with Bill Burr. Yeah, he's awesome. In like a total non-homophobic way. Although... Knowing his sense of humor, he'd be okay if I admitted. Oh, for sure. That as an alpha male, there's you know there's a handful of dudes in the world. Yeah, and they're like, yeah, I could I could hang out with him, you know, because <laughs> you don't you don't know what could happen. Yeah, yeah, he's hilarious. He's yeah. an absolute riot. His new Netflix special is off the charts. You watched it? Yeah. Did you? Well, obviously, I'm a fan. Yeah. He's yeah, was, hashtag not awesome. a sponsor. Yeah. He's hilarious. You just got to keep throwing it in. Like, one is foot it cock, hashtag not a sponsor? <laughs> yeah, one foot cock, not a sponsor. Is there? A, is there a disclaimer that we need to put in there? Of, focus right, hashtag not a sponsor. <laughs> yeah, we're using focus right as our piece of equipment, not a sponsor. Yeah, we got to do this all all over the place. All we right. want to get sued, man. Yeah, that's a big issue. It is. We can't say like half the stuff we want to say because one, we'll lose all of our listeners yeah. because they don't know it's a joke yet, right. and two. They don't know that we literally care about everything in our world. Like yeah. dogs. Care about my dog. To the point where it hurts my soul to hunt. Like, I don't even know if I can hunt anymore. Because yeah. I feel so bad killing an animal. Isn't it crazy? Yeah. It really is. I mean, we just... Cleo's upstairs. Cleo's my dog. And she's upstairs. She tried to come down here. But, like, it's going to be hard to come down here and not make noise. Especially for this podcast. Now, we got a pretty good setup. I mean, we... Spent money so we can actually have it sound good and have it look good through the camera and everything, but right. still some noise is going to come through, and we just didn't want that. So she's upstairs right now. She's probably sleeping, having a good time, but breaks my heart, man, kicking her out. Like, go upstairs. I know. Stay. I know. When she just wants to hang out and be fun. She I mean, I was at work all day. She misses me, man. That's true. That's true. And but yeah. Sammy's at your house just chilling. Yeah. Sam's my dog. He's hanging out. Well, actually... The fiance is home. She's meal prepping lunches for oh, the week. She? Oh, yeah. That's her Monday ritual. Nice. She's off Sunday, Mondays. It's great. Oh, cool. Yeah, it works out. But she works Saturday, too. She does work Saturday. That sucks. Yeah. Saturday is her Friday. So do you, too, though. Sometimes. Oh, yeah. yeah. But it's interesting. But, yeah, the, uh, the whole hunting aspect. I hunted a pig in Pennsylvania while boar filled my freezer. Really? I kept referring to it as Pumbaa. Because what else would you call it, man? Dude, if you kill a pig, you got to call it Pumbaa, don't you? Like, hey, get the Pumbaa meat. You know, like, you got to you gotta come up with something. Uh, I mean, that's, that's a good point, yeah. If you killed a lion, what would you name it? 
If you want me to say Simba right now, I'm going to lose my mind. There's no way. There's no way. Why not, dude? I know, seriously. But yeah, the uh, the whole thing's crazy. So I hunted, and that was in Erie, Pennsylvania. Uh, it was a one-shot kill, luckily. I used a 30-30 and double-lunged it. And the pig basically ran like a, a couple more steps, flipped over, and, and that was it. And my buddy actually uploaded it to YouTube. Oh, interesting. So you could watch the hunt on YouTube. But let's link the channel description in our bio. Bro. I could. We could drop it in the bio. Absolutely. But, but yeah, the uh, it was nuts because I never thought that I'd hunt, and I grew up fishing. And that was the extent, and then I was interested in hunting, did it, and then realized that it's pretty intense killing an animal. Yeah. And the other day, I was talking to an army buddy, who he had a couple deployments overseas, and he goes, "People, it's fine because they literally just." want nothing more than to hurt you but the animal's just defenseless and yeah. it doesn't know any better you see like you just look down and away because you felt bad dude it's tough man it's I super can never tough do it. i've never hunted in my life and i don't know if i could some people can't yeah. and it's fine like i you know joe rogan not a sponsor he uh <laughs> he talked about it too where he goes i you know like some people just can't they can't muster it up like it's it's tough gotta take a shot it beeped yeah oh shit i know man you're running out <laughs> you gotta top off but yeah, so he uh, he was talking about it on his podcast, not a sponsor. Yeah. And basically, I got offered every year since I was 18 to go hunt with a bunch of different buddies. My, my stepbrother, guys from work, I'm like, you want to go hunt? And I was like, uh, do I want, like, I'd yeah. feel horrible hunting a deer. And right. there's no way. I told him, I told everybody, there's no way I can hunt coyote. They look way too much like dogs, true, yeah. and I couldn't do it. Like dogs are, that's my thing. Yeah. Those they pull on my heartstrings. Breeds don't matter. Like it's all there's cats no or whatever. But dogs, yeah, for yeah, sure. cats or whatever for sure. We've definitely just lost a hundred followers. Dude, we've lost care. so many followers. <laughs> the followers that we don't have and we can't afford to lose. Yeah. The PETA advocates are gone. <laughs> cats are gone. Vodka drinkers are gone. That absolutely hate whiskeys. Everyone's gone, dude. In this poli- this environment where it's so polarizing, everyone's gone. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, but that's why we have to be passionate about the things that we do love. That way we'll attract more people that love the same thing as us. That's right. The counterbalance. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like Disney movies. Would it surprise you if I'm not, like I never, I don't want to say never watched a Disney movie, but never. You never got into it? Yeah, but more severe than that. Like, I don't know if I've ever watched a full Disney movie to completion. Oh yeah, I me mean, neither. That like, I when never I was sat younger? down and oh yeah, same. I never watched any of them. I don't. I don't like, have favorites. I, I obviously know of all the Disney movies, and I've been to Disney. But well, how could you not? They own everything. <clears throat> right, exactly. But if you're talking about, did I sit down and ever watch Lion King? I don't know if I ever have, to be honest. And everyone makes fun of me. Like Gina all the time, my girlfriend, hashtag not a sponsor. She, uh, <laughs> <laughs> she is a sponsor, actually. But anyway, um, she makes fun of me all the time. It's like... You've never seen a Disney movie, and I don't know if I ever have. I was watching realistic stuff from when I was a kid. Like, I never <laughs> like, wanted like to... Like, Platoon? Yeah. Like, what were you watching? Yeah, Freaking, as soon as I came out of the womb, I'm watching Sniper. Dude. Yeah. Just, like, all right. these confirmed kills. <laughs> no, but, like, if you... I, I don't really know how to describe it. If you think of Disney, and you think of the, the biggest counterpart when we were younger, Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon, okay. I saw, is more of a realistic channel, even though... They were animated characters, but they were characters. They weren't animals, if that makes sense. Yeah. And the different type of movies that I watched were more of a... 
character or a person rather than an inanimate, not inanimate, but an object that can't talk. Right. So that that's what I was driven to, and then even when I was growing when I was growing up, I wasn't watching the Disney Channel shows. I was watching the Nickelodeon Channel shows that are more of a realistic type of show rather than something that is. What about your siblings? Yeah, what did they so watch? My sister is four years older than me, so growing up, I'm sure that she watched some of those, but those aren't really cemented into my memory. And I was probably watching some of those movies, but I wasn't paying attention. But even my sister, I mean, we've talked about this a couple times. She wasn't big into those Disney movies either. We were a Nickelodeon house, bro, and we would fight all the Disney houses on the street. It's just how we were. Can I just tell you that I didn't go to Disney until I was 24 years Barely. old? And the so my parents weren't in the position to have the annual mm-hmm. let's go to Disney trip that I grew up with everybody else doing. So I was like, whatever, it's fine. I'll figure it out. Yeah. I just want to go. Right. I'm a huge Disney fan. Are you really? So, let me tell you. Look so, at us. This table's divided now, man. It's, Nickelodeon it's, versus Disney. It's fine. It's Drake a six. And Josh versus what? <laughs> Wizards of Waverly Place. Whatever you want to pick. Sponsors. Hashtag not sponsors. <laughs> yeah. Also, we have a six foot foldable table That's because true. what else would you have as Bills fans? That's true. But anyways, the. Every week we will jump through this table. Just yeah. kidding. We can't afford that. <laughs> People were surprised how expensive these are. Yeah, dude. They're expensive. Yeah. It's wild. Side note. My cousin brought one to a out, um, an out-of-town Bills game, and he actually held it in the bleachers. They Somehow he brought it in, and he had a six-foot folding table in the bleachers. That's amazing. Dude, it's awesome. Yeah. yeah. That's a good right, story. So continue sorry yes you're fine so at 24 years old i go to disney for the first time with my girlfriend at the time now fiance so we walk into magic kingdom which is like the the cliche park because obviously disney world is yeah disneyland is in california disney world's in florida so there's also one in china or something like that yeah probably yeah there is well yeah there has to be there's like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna go there (laughs) you already know what i'm gonna say (laughs) so It was a population joke for those that aren't yeah, following. No, we're good. So there's lost all those followers. Yeah. So we get off like a ferry to get there because of course you got to cross a major body of water because you're in Florida. So I'm all I'm like pretty juiced up. Like I'm excited. This is gonna be fun. And I didn't realize the scope of the excitement that was gonna rush my body because for 24 years all I did was grow up and like I was totally infatuated with Disney. We round the corner and. For those listening that know me can totally picture this. I round the corner holding Colleen's hand and I'm six I'm six two, two ten on a on a heavy day, two hundred normal, and we she's feel fat. And and Colleen's <laughs> five one and like a hundred pounds, like yeah. real little. And I'm holding her hand walking around the corner and she goes, There it is and I'm distracted by it's like a city inside the place. Mm-hmm. Like there's all these really cool buildings and they're all shops and stuff and there's fountains and I'm intrigued by that and then I, I look and I'm like, What are you talking about? And then I see the castle, Cinderella's castle, for the first time in person. Fangirl. It it wasn't a fangirl. I blacked out for five <laughs> minutes. And I literally squeezed her hand so hard that she was yelling at me after the fact when I came back to that really? I almost broke her hand. I was flipping out. I I was jumping up and down. Yeah, I wouldn't have pictured this from you. Yeah, not at all. So I was lost a little respect, to be honest. I I couldn't <laughs> help it. Here, I'll, I'll tell you the reasons. But I was I got to finish what I was doing. So I literally blacked out as soon as I seen the castle. And the last thing I remember was, oh my god, there it is. 
blacked out, squeezed her hand, ran around. I was like super excited. And the first thing she did to me was put me on the Buzz Lightyear ride, which you sit down with like a turret gun and you shoot stuff. So I'm like, this is my world. Like I'm in Disney and I'm shooting stuff. Like how am I not happy? So I, I don't remember most of that ride. And then at the end of it, I'm like starting to calm down. And it was about a half an hour, and I was just completely blacked out for 95% of it. And then she then started yelling at me that I almost broke her hand. And I said, I don't care. I just want that Mickey Mouse-shaped ice cream bar. I had like 30 of those things because I was there for like, I don't it was like a week. I was so excited. Wow. I was so juiced, dude. Yeah, I don't remember the first time that it went, but I did go on senior trip in high school. Enough, like that didn't warm your dude, soul at all? It didn't get to me. What are you, the Grinch? Basically. I mean, I love Christmas. <laughs> So, no, I'm not the Grinch. But, but here's yeah, I'm not, like, like <clears throat> to me, it's, I don't know. I'm going to offend so many people. But it's so artificial to me. Like, obviously, it's artificial. It's Disneyland. I was going to say, thank you. Yeah. Like, and first of all, it's Disney World. Captain, obvious. What, <laughs> what do the Chinese call it? <laughs> that was an impulse sale. But you, but you got you to gotta remember, man. Like, I'm 24 years old, yeah. and I worked for every penny to get me there. So it just ex- like it just made everything bigger. But like, why there? Why Disney? Yeah. Well, she's a Disney nut. Oh, okay. She was well, one of those. Yeah, she went every year with a family. Like it was a big gotcha. thing. And yeah. she's like, I'm gonna, you know. And she's a wedding planner by day. And when it came time for the trip, everything was color coordinated, organized, and laid out. Like there was a full timeline and itinerary. I just went along for the ride. Yeah. And I was like, we we gotta go back. And then it got to the point. I think it was day two of being home. I was already breaking down finances on how to go again. Really? And I'm like, this is terrible. Like, this is the trap. This is what they do. Yeah. They make it so wonderful. And you just, you feel like Peter Pan where you never grow up. And you're like, you know what? If I work three hours of overtime this week, that's 200 bucks I can put into a Disney fund. Like, I can just set up a separate bank account and call it a Disney fund. Like, it's just, it's sickening. Yeah. It, yeah, it's sickening. Wow. But it's fine, you know. And I have a friend that's well off that goes all the time. If they open up a new world, he gets VIP tickets. Really? So he's there like the day before it opens with all the elites. With all the elites. Yeah. I'm the like top 1%. Yeah, there. the 1% that run the world. <laughs> it's a conspiracy, man. I'm telling you. I have literature for you to read. Jeez. But no, like it's it's wild. We're not making it past <laughs> for sure. No, yeah. I mean, that's, that's cool that you have that type of passion for it. I mean, we – it's – interesting that i don't because i can't go on a vacation where i just relax you you strike me as the type of person that's probably the same way i can't go somewhere well maybe not i mean you can tell me but (laughs) i can't go somewhere and just chill for a week i have to be doing something like sightseeing doing something or else i get bored gina and i went to uh hilton head last year and sitting on the beach for three days drove me insane i needed to be doing something so we rented a car and we went to savannah and explored all of Savannah. Not all of it. I'm sure there's much more to explore. <laughs> but we went there and we had to explore Savannah because I couldn't just sit there on the beach and just drink all day. I had to be doing something. Right. I think some of that's based on Destination 2. Like, right. Hillhead's known for the beach. Myrtle yeah. Beach is known for the beach. Granted, they have, like, clubs and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I think if you go to some place in Europe, say, like, I don't know, Greece or Italy, you get the picturesque locations Mm -hmm. on the coast but then you can still go to a different restaurant sure or like and that'll keep it lively so i think some of it's based on location but yeah i mean i'm the same way i need to i need to be doing something which 
it's wild. Yeah. I mean, I'm just I'm way too type A and and way too motivated to just sit. Right. Which is probably why, or that's interesting that I don't like Disney because that's all you're doing is going to see something. Like there's, you're not relaxing there. You like should go to Epcot. A then. very high stress environment to me because you're. But there's it's something that I people. would like to do because you're always doing something. Yeah. But I've been there and it still didn't tickle my fancy. Did you go to Epcot? <laughs> yeah, I went to all of them. So you went to Epcot and then you you saw the world in Epcot and that didn't make you happy. I'm sorry to break this to you, Mike, but that's not the world. No, no, no. It's an but, artificial <laughs> portrayment of what the world is. Why? Is it because it's flat? No. Like the, <laughs> <laughs> dude, there's so many restaurants. I mean, that's you're a huge food guy, just like I am. Like, we live to eat. You know where, what area has the best food? Buffalo, New York. I mean, yeah, but then there's also Italy. And the well, food yeah. in Italy is phenomenal. But you know what? I'd go to Italy to have Italian food. You wouldn't go to Epcot and do it there? Because it's not the same? Because it's artificial? Yeah. You know what? <laughs> we'll just put this to bed. This friendship is not over, guys. <laughs> yeah, the, the podcast, podcast is over with. <laughs> also, Disney's not a sponsor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm sorry. I just got super excited over yeah. Disney. I, no, I mean, it's, it's interesting because... It, I feel like there's two sides to this coin. There's either people that love Disney or people that aren't a fan like at all. That's true. There's rarely people that'll say, yeah, I'll go. It's more of a, I either like it or I could care less if I go. Well, there's a, there's a lot of people that talk about how it's just an astronomical waste of money. It's too hot. Right. It's There's never a lull. It's always peak travel season. I mean, that's true. And, and that's why you I do is that spectrum. Right. And I think it's worse for parents... When I went, obviously, we didn't have any kids. Well, not obviously, people don't know, but we don't have any kids. So to go with no kids and then to see the parents dealing with that, we, like, Colleen and I set a rule that when we have kids, we're not taking them until they're 10. Because yeah. before then, A, you forget some of it. B, you don't respect most of it. Mm-hmm. And it's just a huge burden to deal with strollers for rides to deal with like the heat the crying the nonstop. it's just too much yeah. so i'd rather have like a semi-independent <clears throat> offspring to just drag right. through the parks because my kid if he's not amped i'm gonna get him amped because we're in disney and i'm gonna enjoy every penny that i put into that place do you see that castle <laughs> <laughs> like yeah oh you're tired yeah, Dad, from waiting in line <laughs> do push-ups like, get yourself motivated. So, just, are you a ride person when you go there, or are of you more course. of a sightseeing person? Oh, I'm both. Yeah. So, like, because of work, I, I love the infrastructure, and I'm fascinated by how that place runs, mm-hmm. and you think about all the behind-the-scenes stuff. For sure. But I'm obsessed with the rides. See, now, that would be more of my interest. If I went to Disney, I wouldn't want a tour of how, like, the history of it. How did it get built? How is it still running? The actual important aspects of how does disney function rather than looking at a tower yeah for sure yeah there was colleen's sister actually worked in the the, for the disney program when she was in college with that scholarship program thing and she her friend that she met down there she became friends with her she worked in payroll okay and she goes it's actually cool because you can see like another kids if they get paid or whatever like you can see on the screen their pay and then you scroll up and then you see Taylor Swift's pay because she was working on the Disney Channel. And oh, cool. Like, so you see what she's making compared to what somebody's at the janitor level working in the theme park is making. But it's just cool to see like their names. Yeah. Like They're just normal people. Right. 
So that that'd be cool too. Yeah. But for me, in waiting in lines, it's it is what it is. Like you're gonna wait in lines for rides. Mm-hmm. But I like that they incorporated everything about the ride you were waiting in. So like Finding Nemo, the entire thing was underwater, and they made it look like you were underwater. Then they had aquariums surrounding you and they had different tunnels and it, it was like an experience to yeah. wait in line where if you go to you go to amusement parks around here and it's like oh, you got Shit, to yeah I'm you got to top off it keeps it keeps beeping now Derek needs more it's I gotta a, stop drinking this quick it, it's a production alright so yeah so the it's just crazy to, what, are you, what are you drunk see you later I'm gonna get hammered <laughs> Just kidding. Please don't demonetize us. <laughs> he almost he almost spilled it out of the glass. But he's so fine. actually, let's let's take a moment just in the middle of our discussion to talk about this because I'm assuming we're relatively halfway done with this, if not more. Yeah, we're, I haven't been we're at like time, the 30 minute mark. Are we really? Yeah, I would have thought honestly that we were a little longer than that, but whatever. Um, so let's talk about this one foot cock whiskey. So this is a uh, bourbon whiskey. So, and it was also made into small patches with New York grains, um, which are mashed, fermented, and distilled in New York, like you were saying, because yeah. everything is local for this. Everything. And they do all of it out of the back, right? Yeah. So it's a true distillery where they're making it right in that area. For sure. Right? Yep. Do they outsource anything? Do they outsource grains? I mean, I'm only no. asking you because you were there. Yeah, they said no. Everything is New York made. And uh, it says, in barrel age, our whiskey on site. So this is truly a full bourbon whiskey that was distilled there. No other flavors or anything coming in from a different area. Yeah, the only the only thing that's from a different state is the wood that the barrels are made from, and that's Arkansas. Fairly oh, okay. certain it was Arkansas wood. Um, but otherwise, yeah, it's all... So it's this all is batch York. 40, bottle 99. Aged a minimum of one year. So that means, obviously, that it's a minimum of one year. So you can have a one-year-old bottle and a 10-year-old bottle. Yeah. So there's really no understanding of what actual age this is, but it's at least one-year-old. They did say that they were trying to make more 10-year-old bottles, but the issue is that they can't keep the product long enough. Because they're selling it so fast. Because they're selling it so fast. So in comparison to other whiskeys you've had, and this is going to be really subjective because everybody's palette is different for sure i'd so, still rate it really high though yeah it is really good on a scale of one to ten well let's talk about like the flavor profile of it let's take a look one at the i mean the packaging is awesome i really love the one foot cock logo it's, yes it's a obviously a play on words it's has a nice rooster right on the top of it yeah it's a one-legged um, rooster which is sweet it, i think that this the label was designed really well it's there's a story behind it too it Do you was know it? yeah. So Go for it. the owner of the entire distillery, it was an inside joke. He had people over, and he basically had a barn, and they were like moonshiners, and he'd bring people over to try his um, his whiskeys. Okay, and he had a barn rooster that blew off in a storm, and the leg broke off. Really? So at the next party that he had, he goes, why don't you guys come in the back and try my one-foot cock? And he was like this older guy who just, it was his his nature to just offend everybody. And that was his sense of humor. He sounds like, like he would be one of our friends. For, for sure. sure. Like he would probably be my grandpa. <laughs> and that's where it came from. So he's like, yeah, now everything's, there's t-shirts. It's yeah. a full, it's a full thing. Because yeah. they, 
I mean, like you said, this one foot cock isn't just the name of their bourbon. It Correct. is the name of all of their alcohol products that they put out of it. Yeah. yeah. Everything they have. They're so it's Buffalo Distilling Co. and their their product is known as One Foot Cock. So they have bourbon whiskeys, they have a vodka, they have uh, almost like a liqueur. It's just it's really good. So I mean the the whiskey itself is very good. People are gonna rip us to shreds like we don't know what we're talking about, but which is fine. Which is fine because this is really just for everybody to understand really what we're talking about. So we're not gonna throw out super technical terms because we don't really know super technical terms for whiskey. <laughs> Correct. The but what we really want to do is just rate it against one other whiskeys that we have and to what we've had in the past that are a little bit more mainstream. Yeah. So from from a packaging standpoint, I would rate this like a an eight for sure. Yeah. I mean, there's other that are out there that are maybe a little bit nicer, but I think that especially the story that you told behind it, it's really clever. It's really cool. It's the label has this awesome, cool material too. Like it's not a typical label. Yeah. It's almost like a parchment. They definitely spent time making this. What do you think of the initial look? Like the look of it, the smell of it. Let's start with the look. It's it's almost got like a honey base. Yeah. Where you look at it and you're like, oh, it's, yeah, literally, like it has a honey base. I, I would agree with that. I think that it's pretty light from other whiskeys that I've seen. Same. Yep. And the initial smell, I mean, not the initial smell because we've had it before. It's good. It, it hits you pretty hard, but it's good smell. So this is another thing that I learned too. People that don't have a super strong whiskey palate, if they just go in nose deep right into that that nozzle there, people could pass out just by smelling the whiskey. Seriously? Yeah. Could you imagine that as a bartender? Somebody yeah. just drops in front of you? Right. <laughs> because if you're if you're going deep into there and you just inhale a lot, like more than you probably should, you'll pass out. What a time to be alive. I know, really. But this is, what, 40... 40% alcohol, 80 proof? Yeah, it's 80 yeah, proof. 40, 80, yep. So the the taste, like we were talking about a little bit, it really, it doesn't ever hit you. Like, it's a pretty smooth. It's it's way too smooth. It's a very smooth, like, initial taste, and, a like, the ending profile of it, too, is very smooth. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. And what I mean by it's way too smooth, like, it's it'll just creep up on you. Yeah. It's... It doesn't have that stinging taste. Like, I have not up at all. there... Jameson's got a stingy taste. Jameson has a very stingy taste. And that's a... That's a mainstream <clears throat> one that we can kind of compare it to. Yeah, that is kind of like, yeah, mainstream taste. People know what that tastes like because they get mixed drinks with it. Yeah. But also up there, I have a Canadian Alberta rye. Again, another Canadian drop. Man, we're going to get killed with these Canadian people. They're going to love it. Um, but anyway, this Canadian Alberta rye... That one is very, very good, but it does hit you in the beginning, too. Yeah. So, um, and also, just so everyone knows, we're looking behind where the camera is right now because they have a bar set up with all these whiskeys up there. So... We'll get a photo of it. Yeah. So, I I do like this a lot. I would probably, honestly, rate this as good as the ones that I have up there. Um, I mean, what are your afterthoughts, like, after drinking it? I think it blows away like a gentleman jack. Mm-hmm. A absolutely a black or green label jack. Jack Daniels, I think it blows away. It's just way smoother. Yeah. And it's just got a really nice finish to it. And it's it's perfect for what we're doing. Yeah. You just sit down, you relax, you have a whiskey. I mean this isn't even on rocks. Right. 
And we're just sipping it. It's yeah. perfect. Right. And what's interesting, too, is what we should point out is this is made with all grains. So there's it's yeah. not barley. It's not corn. It's or not corn, but it's not. It's just made with grains. Right. So we'll, we'll rye. It's not made with rye either. Mm-hmm. So we'll have to also kind of group these by type of whiskey it is also, which we'll do. And we'll post that and make sure that it's really comprehensive. But <clears throat> what what kind of notes are you tasting here? Like, what type of flavor profile would you... Because I'm getting... I'm almost getting a honey. Yeah, it's very... There is definitely a honey taste to it. And you can really taste the oak in it, too. Yeah, the oak. Uh, the oak is overwhelming. Yeah. And then it's like a honey smooth finish on the back end, yeah. which is phenomenal. Yeah. That's why it goes down so smooth, is because of that honey. Yeah, and it cuts the burn. Mm-hmm. So, this is the first one. We'll look at more and see what we can try mm-hmm. um, like, like next week. Maybe we can even do... Because Black Button has a couple whiskeys that okay, we can cool. look at. So, we'll maybe buy a bottle of each, do one next week and the other one the next. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think that this is... We started off strong because we know that we liked it. Mm-hmm. It's going to be interesting to see how the different whiskeys that we have compared to this one. For sure. So, that's that's time essentially that's time yeah that's time well i started late because i was too excited Mm -hmm. but we have four minutes remaining which is basically on par with where we were at in the beginning of where i should have started the timer but i failed to what are we at it's a deficiency on mine probably uh i don't know the exact because i started late it's probably 55 to to an hour and five yeah we flew through it yeah cool well yeah so that's episode one mike we will see you next week Absolutely. And we will continue more discussions and probably some more Bills talk, some more golf talk. Absolutely. Some whatever else we can talk about. There's a whole list of topics. And have some more whiskey. So Absolutely. This has been the Buffalo Happy Hour. Have we'll a good week. S- we'll see you guys next week. These days, work is in trouble. We've outsourced most of our manufacturing to other countries. And with that, we sent away good jobs and our capability to make things. American Giant is a clothing company that's pushing back against this tide. They make all kinds of high-quality clothing and activewear, like sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more, right here in the USA. So when you buy American Giant, you create jobs in towns and cities across the country. And jobs bring pride. Purpose. They stitch people together. If all that sounds good to you, visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with promo code STAPLE20. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.